So a lot of this might seem overwhelming to you because you're at point A and you want to get to point B. I can assure you that that's not going to happen overnight because anytime I wanted to do that, I was usually angry or frustrated or miserable or had one thing going on or another and I knew I wanted to change my paradigm and I wanted it to be done fast. Well, guess what? You don't get to be demanding from the market. And when you do that, you're usually trading too big and you end up giving away more money, which usually turns into more anxiety, more aggravation. So you have to do it slow and steady. But I can assure you that if you're willing to make small changes, like putting your stops in above the market and waiting for breakouts, being a long-only investor or trader, that small little act is going to be a monster type of change to your overall results because it's behavioral. If you want different results, you have to change your behavior. You're going to be willing to do that. Now, some of you are really good at saying, hey, I tried it my way. My, nice, my way is not working. I'm just going to try something different. You're humble about it. For the people who are super smart, they, they're aggravated. They have resentment because they've put a lot of time into being smart and they've realized that all their smarts really doesn't mean shit in terms of making money, right? You figured you've proved it. So you know that. You know that that model, that intelligence has nothing to do with making money. It's the doing. You get paid to execute. You don't get paid to know. You get paid to do. Right? That's why Nike's thing, and I don't have any connection to Nike financially, just do it blindly is probably a better education than trying to feed your brain with a bunch of friggin' here, know these 10 bullish charts. Like that is irrelevant. If you can't trade them, who cares about knowing them? Right? The world is full of educated derelicts. We don't need a bunch of PhDs who have encyclopedic knowledge of trading charts and otherwise and indicators if they can't trade it. And then they perpetuate it by teaching the same bullshit to other people. And then it just kind of keeps going like, I just need this one more class to figure it all out. And it's backwards. You need self-awareness and self-knowledge. Start with that. Once you have that, figuring out the right trading methodology is easy. In fact, it falls into place. It's so easy. It's like getting blood tests done because you can't figure out why you're not losing weight even though you're careful of your calories and the quality of food that you're putting in your body. Well, how does that work then? How can I be putting on weight when I'm a vegetarian? Well, there's probably a lot of reasons. Some of it could be hormonal, right? Some of it could be an intolerance to a certain thing that's in the food that you're eating. How do you know? Well, you get the blood work done to eliminate all the possibilities and to figure it out, right? The self-knowledge part will help you with your behavior. Stop eating the stuff that's not working for you, even if it's deemed healthy by most other people, right? So the, the, this is something you could do to help yourself. You don't have to spend any money on it. There is no magic indicator. There's no magic chart pattern. I don't care about head and shoulders up or down, and I most certainly don't care about cup and handles and whatever all that stuff is, despite how reliable they are. If you can't trade them, then they might as well not exist, the smartest person on planet Earth is a kid who graduated in my graduating high school class. And like his brothers, they all went to big Northeast schools. They all went to basic. They all went to Harvard. Except for one who was the brother that was a year older than me. He went to MIT. And despite graduating tops in the high school class and doing very well at college, in college grade-wise person couldn't execute in the real world and ended up 
working in what was the equivalent of a volunteer role for basically no money at the local public library. And, you know, it's not to put anybody down, but when you think about the potential that you have and the resources and the people that you know and the type of business that you can build, it's not necessarily going to serve you by feeding your brain with more intellectual stuff. To run a business, you need to increase revenues, cut your costs, be mindful, get new clients, increase your revenue, right? That's the execution part. And it's usually not based on what you know. It's based on going and asking people for money. Will you open up an account with us? Will you let us run your money? It's that easy. It's not going to be like, well, we've got this model that has positive expected value. That's important for you to know on how to execute. The sales and marketing side is something completely different. You need those people to go out and execute and raise the money. So if you find yourself frustrated with the results that you're getting in the market, start studying yourself. What do you like about trading? What do you not like about it? What do you like about your own behavior when you're brutally honest? And what do you not like about yourself? It's probably about something that you can't do. But what you can't do isn't because of lack of knowledge. What you can't do is, the, is balls, probably. And I'm speaking to the trader crowd. A lot of it is just, well, I got to think about it. I'm just not sure. I got to wait. I'm going to watch it. And that just means at this moment in time, you're not willing to do what it takes. And that's okay. I've been there, right? I've been there. But I've con I came to understand after lots of opportunity cost that until I take the action, I'm not going to get anything. And I could build a house with the books that I have. Could build the frame, the base, I could dig out the dirt, put the books down, build the frame, and then build the house with the books. And books are great. But it wasn't until I was able to take the action and let go of the mental technical indicators and eventually the chart overlay indicators to keep things super simple and just take the action. That's where the, the riches of the world go is to the people who can take action and not worry about what it looks like. Well, Mike, I don't know what everyone's going to say. I've got a CFA, a CMT, an MBA, and all this stuff, and I send out 100 tweets a day. Well, there's your answer. What are you doing this for? You're going to tell me, like, here's the greatest piece of worthless information on planet Earth, right? And I'm not going to attribute it to anyone's particular Twitter handle. But don't tell me about how many names are below the 50-day moving average and this and that unless you can teach me how to use that data in a trading model. What does that indicate? Because the numbers and the percentages in and of themselves are like me saying, did you know that last week the average temperature in Los Angeles was 81 Fahrenheit? And that two weeks prior it had gone up to 50 Celsius? See how I changed gears on you there? So... Data is data, and it's largely irrelevant. Unless you want to get on the phone and talk to your friends and avoid doing work and talk about statistics, that's great. But statistics in and of themselves, A, you can get it yourself. Two, how do you incorporate that into a trading model? Because if you're just doing it all in the top of your head, taking opinions by other people, again, apostasy fails. You're going to lose. It's not going to help you trade better. You have to tie it into an action. How can you incorporate that data or not? 
into a trading model and take the action because the actions are what, you know, how you get paid. And I'd be, I'd be misleading you if I didn't say it outright. And that's coming from somebody who has done a lot of teaching on the intellectual side. You do need to have an understanding of the basics, right? But outside of that, it doesn't get too, too much more grand than that. It comes down to knowing some basics and then taking some risk that you're willing to take where you'll be okay financially and emotionally if you lose, not just once, but perhaps several times in a row. Because in the doing, you'll get a greater education than you can from reading the book. Because when you do, in trading, you're taking risk. And that real sense of loss is an education unto itself. Let me say this. There is nothing wrong with experimenting. Nothing. That's how you kind of learn. Now, you, if you're doing it with other people's money, you might want to let them know ahead of time, right? But certainly with your own money, you, you need to try a few things to see where's the best fit. But make no mistake about it, that it's not about the intellectual. For the reason why most people fail is that they are unwilling to look at who they are on a deep level and what makes them tick and then try to marry that up with the right type of instrument and the right type of trading style. Most of the people are like, dude, I want to trade like Michael Marcus, or I want to be an options wizard like AJ Saliba. And that's great. But again, that's like what we spoke about, I think, Monday or Tuesday, about having the goal of making a million dollars. AJ Saliba, who's an exceptional human being, is the sum total of all his behavior. Right, So what you know him as, as an options market wizard and a great guy and super amazing business person and otherwise, is it's because of his behavior that got him where he got and to achieve the goals that he wanted to achieve. Same thing with you know, the folks from Commodities Corporation who I know. They had very clear goals of what they wanted to do. They knew what their ability was and they knew what the rules were at their company. They knew what those rules were. And then it was their behavior that got them the results. There wasn't any particular knowledge that they needed to know. In fact, I think they proved it, that the knowledge part didn't work. They tried to hire PhDs and trade on that knowledge, and they were in a 50% drawdown. I think they had one or 200K. Now, this is going back to early 70s, so whatever. That's, a lot of, that's not a lot of money now. But it was back in the day, right? When you have two million hundred thousand, you know, is whatever five percent, right, of two million. So it's a big number. You know, they were they were five or ten percent of basically having to liquidate and give the remaining funds back. But it wasn't until they did stuff based on trading tactics that created the history that we know them for. The history that some of you might not know is they had $2 million in money, I think some from Nabisco and some from Harvard professor who was Weimar's mentor at Harvard. And there was the $2 million grub stake that they divided up and they tried to trade based on their PhD knowledge of the instruments that they were trading and they did nothing but lose money. I mean, this is a historical fact. It's nothing that I've made up. Lest we forget that Weimar's PhD 
is in the dynamics of a global cocoa, all right? So not too many people who know the cocoa market, at least at the time, better than Helmut Weimar did. So trading on that, though, proved to be difficult. So it wasn't until they aligned their goals with their trading tactics, knowing who they were, that they had the success that they did. But I can assure you that any of the folks that you look up to in the trading world, who may or may not even be market wizards, it doesn't matter. It's because they have amazing sense of self-awareness and they're very emotionally intelligent people. The trading tactics are easy. When AJ puts on a butterfly or a broken wing strategy, it's no different than the one that you might not do or do, excuse me. So, you know, that's how you have to look at it. The thing is, is that's harder to do. It's probably a lot more fun to look at bullish flags and head and shoulders down and blah, blah, blah. Like, okay, whatever. That's cool. There's also the trader jargon that guys like to throw around in social media or in conversations, right? But that macho bullshit doesn't make you money either. So <laughs> the harder work is the self-knowledge part. So I would focus on that. And then once you have the mastery of there, you're like, man, the trading stuff and the tactics are super easy because I know exactly what emotional response these trading tactics will evoke. Then it's just a question of knowing what the financial bet size is that makes sense for me. I know I want a lot of gains, but I also can't take the heat in the kitchen for the drawdowns that this particular tactic brings. So I have to change it. I have to amend it. All right? Then you have quality of life stuff. So if you're struggling, you know, look to that or look to personal coaching before you need to take a class on trading or on investing because it'll serve you better, not just for making money in the markets, but probably for your life. So that's all I have for you today. Some honest feedback for a few of you who are struggling. What I can share with you is try to keep a good attitude and persist because the minute you quit, that's when you lose. Don't quit on yourself. And if you have some strong feelings, by all means, reach out to me. I'll point you in the right direction, try to help you get on track or figure out what's best for you. Um, in the meantime, if you'd like a, a free copy of my book, the audiobook version of The Inner Voice of Trading, you can go to Martin Chronicle and grab yourself a copy. It's on me. Thanks for being here. I'll see you Monday.